Who's there? Who is it? Huh? What do you want? Where is it? Where's what? The rocket. Jennifer Connolly. <laughs> Aruga. Bomb and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Duck and the Usher. I am Zachary W. Fisher. With me, as always, is Joshua A. Stankamp. Say hello. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Uh, we want to thank you all for tuning in with us yet again. Um, and uh, first and foremost, we want to thank all of our patrons who still contribute to the show thank you will, for what you do absolutely i'm gonna rattle off all of you uh lovely people's names at the end of the show we'd like to give thanks also to our sponsor the sponsor of the show is copper fox tattoo company at west 192 in kissimmee if you live in the central florida area and you are in need of a tattoo. My buddy Bong Su has that tattoo for you. Give him a shout at 407-397-9938. That is 407-397-9938. And what a lovely day it is. Well, don't forget our, our awesome producer. Oh, oh, that's right. Of course. How could I forget? cannot forget. Mr. Alan A.J. Simmons. Um, AJ producing the show for us as always. Um, we appreciate your... Your contributions every month to the show. Joshua, how are you today? Buddy? I am good. It has been one hell of a week or yeah, two weeks. How's that three going? weeks. I don't even know how long it's been since we've done the recording. I think it's been two. Two weeks has it been? Something like that. Maybe three. Doing my show, <laughs> theater's up and running, so I've just yeah. been, I've been killing myself on stage. I'm in the show. So I'm Yeah, that's been, true, too. Haven't, haven't been, so you're act, I haven't all? acted, acted. Yeah. Acted. Acted. Since like 2008, so. 2008? Yeah, it's been a long time since I've set foot so on the stage stretching to do some that. I mean, thespian I'm on the stage every night doing karaoke, right. but getting up there and actually being a thespian. Performing, doing yeah. Doing all that shit, yeah. That's a lot of fun. You get to stretch those muscles. Huh? It's fun. It's just exhausting. Yeah. Because you're directing and you're acting and you're True. producing and you're, yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah, I've noticed the, uh, the very um, infrequent amount of... Uh, of late nights we've been having typically josh and i are, are also drinking buddies and yeah <laughs> we no, haven't been doing very, that very very non-existent <clears throat> at the moment yeah that's cool though like i'm glad you're having fun with it josh and, comes home and goes to bed <laughs> yeah um well uh to, to kick things off here why don't we give some tales from the watch list i know you have been uh very busy but um, i've been have watching you watched anything I, uh, I re- new or exciting yeah i rewatched uh daredevil the tv the show series i did i watched one and two and then went back and watched defenders and then watched three so did Wait, is that. season three post Defenders? It, it's after the def- yeah. It is oh okay. yeah, it's after because I, w- I went to season three and I was like oh shit I gotta watch Defenders because maybe I'm like, I need to revisit that too because that was the best oh, Daredevil's I'll, easily one of my favorites. I watched McCartney three two one that was on Hulu. Oh yeah, McCartney thing. Him and Rick Rubin. Yeah, and then I ended up buying the Beatles anthology DVD, so I'm on like disc five on that. What is that? Is that just a series came, of their movies and videos? No, and shit? yeah, it's just, it came out a long time ago. It's pretty much like a giant biography <laughs> of them. And it's like, I don't know, eight different sections. So they're really long. Oh. I think I'm on five. So I just kind of watch that as I go to sleep. Okay. Other well, than that, did I watch anything else? I've watched quite a bit. I don't think I've watched anything else since then. Um, 
I'm not in the play or part of your stage production, so I've had a lot of time. If I'm not working, I'm, I'm watching a shitload of movies, usually. Um, let's see. I want to revisit a few things. I watched Air Force One recently, and then that kind of brought me over to this movie, Turbulence. Remember Turbulence from 97? Same year. It's Ray Liotta. Yes. I haven't watched that, I don't think, ever, actually. Um, so I watched that, and then I discovered that it has two sequels. Oh, Jesus. Turbulence 2 why? and Turbulence 3. I don't know why, but here's here's the funny part about it, is Turbulence 2 and 3 don't have any of the same actors from the first one, or even the same, like, anybody. Mm-hmm. But there is an actor, I forget his name, um, who's in both movies, but he's different character in 2 and 3. He's, he's one character in 2, and he's somebody completely different in number 3, which is weird. But also, the strangest part about number 3 is, uh, and Rutger Hauer is in it, too. I love Rutger Hauer. But he's barely in it. Like, anybody could have done the role that he had, because he was barely in it. But um, the third one, it happened in 2001, before September of that year. It came out in April, so, you know, airplane movies kind of took a dive after that. No pun intended. Sheesh. <laughs> Um, but in the third one, there's this rock star who gets on a plane because he's playing some kind of farewell concert on the plane. I haven't watched it, but this is just I was reading the synopsis. He's on the plane broadcasting it via Internet, and it's supposed to be some kind of big farewell thing or, or something to that effect. And then some disgruntled fan gets on, replaces the lead singer, like acts as him. And, and then and then the movie has plays its course. I haven't watched it, but that's what the synopsis says. And it sounds dumb so uh i might have to watch it just to see how dumb it was um what else did i watch caught a really cool um horror movie from 2008 called splinter that uh <clears throat> was actually surprisingly good um uh, i watched rewatched mall rats that's a great movie i haven't watched that in a while um space jam was a terrible scooter it's a sailboat scooter, scooter is a sailboat, sailboat stupid ass. yeah <laughs> guy down there is just a guy in a suit the easter body is real uh let's see space jam was awful i didn't watch it it was a soulless retread of everything wb has as part of their i heard it was just like i heard it was just like the original space jam where it's just a giant commercial basically yeah yeah um i mean okay if you got a kid a kid's gonna love it it's a it's a small world nostalgia ride (laughs) hey look at that look at that yeah and and what's funny too is like there's a scene where while the big game is going off you can see out in the audience there's like pennywise and like batman characters and stuff but they just like they look like a bunch of cosplayers they don't even look like the characters from the movies Uh, oh yeah they're like like in the audience or something i think i saw part of the, the crowd um, so I don't know. I didn't like it, but if you got a kid, they're probably gonna like it. Anyway. Yeah, because isn't don't they even have like the Clockwork Orange people in the back uh, rooting them on? I think. Oh, the Droogs. Yeah, yeah you got the Droogs back That's in there what? and all that. Um, let's see what else did I watch? Dark Water. I made a video about Dark Water on my TikTok page. If you're on TikTok, go follow Zaxploitation. I make a bunch of videos on there about uh, well about movies, and then I caught this. I caught this really slow burn horror flick called uh, The Lodge on Hulu. <clears throat> And that was pretty good. If you like movies that are unhurried and, um, you know, don't really like slip into too much of a supernatural thing and are just really foreboding and atmospheric, it's a really good uh, horror flick. I enjoyed it. Um, and yeah, that, that's about it. Uh, and then, uh, yeah. So, and then, and then I really dove into this movie and I got some interesting things to talk about today's movie. You want to uh, uh, talk I do, about? I because this was my pick. 
Yeah, this, this is, is your uh, pick. This is one of my childhood favorites. I mean, everyone yeah. knows that I love Hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get the poster for this movie. Uh, we are doing the 1991 classic film, The mm -hmm. Rocketeer. Uh, one of my favorites. Yeah, I, I know Fish watched it. I didn't even rewatch the movie because I've seen it so many mm -hmm. goddamn times. I think I watched I it twice. Really rewatch it, but let's give you some information about it. So, six point five out of ten on IMDb, sixty-six mm percent -hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, the budget was about forty million, and okay. it made about forty-six. So, not a huge success. I think it did better in like VHS sales, kind of like what yeah. Hook did. Um, directed by Joe Johnston, which yep. I know you'll be talking about. Which I think we've talked about him a few times on this cast. You know what? I didn't. I didn't really dive into Joe Johnston as much as I did Dave Dave Stevens mm -hmm. and and some of the history of the you know this this character and uh, you know this this type of uh, character. Um, so you know we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Uh, other than that, this uh, has a great, great cast, which we'll get into yeah. um, once we do it. Other than that, um, I don't remember if I need to talk about the runtime of it. I don't think so. You oh. can find it on uh, Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. Yep. Um, and this movie still holds up to this day. The, I yeah, I think so, too. It, yeah. I had this on VHS. It's a phenomenal film. I think I first watched it when I was five or six. I think right around the time it came out, I believe. It was probably like a... Like a tape rental, maybe from Blockbuster. I was like I three when this came out. Yeah. So I remember having it on VHS and just falling in love with it. So it was like yeah. Hook, this, Mrs. Doubtfire. You know, yeah. it was like those three VHSs that were always on yeah. like the kids' cycle for me. This is probably definitely the first time I realized that um, I liked looking at Jennifer Connelly. <laughs> this movie was my first crush yeah. ever. Yeah, because Jennifer Connelly is just super sexy in this yeah, film. She's a babe. You know, she's got that. She's like 20 or 21 or something. In something this like that. She's not that old. No. Um, but she's just beautiful. And she still is beautiful today. She's great. Oh, yeah. Actress. You bet. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, let me let me jump into some information. Go right ahead, though. I have, uh, I have eight clips for this one. So. Eight clips? Excellent. Eight clips. Uh, so The Rocketeer is a fictional superhero originally published by uh, Pacific Comics in 1982. It's not very old. Um, and it's from writer-creator uh, Dave Stevens. I keep wanting to say Dan. <laughs> I think Dan Stevens is an actor. Uh, the character is an homage to the Saturday matinee serial heroes from the 1930s through the 1950s. Uh, the Rocketeer's secret identity is Cliff Secord, a stunt pilot that finds a mysterious jetpack, granting him, granting him the ability to fly. His adventures are set in the 1930s in L.A. and New York and have a retro nostalgic feel influenced by the likes of uh, Republic pictures like... Um, uh, King of the Rocket Men and Commando Cody, um, both of which are movie serials. And I think that Commander Cody from um, Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith was named that because of this character, um, because mostly because of George Lucas's fandom with movie serials, too. That's why he made Star Wars, because he was a big fan of movie serials. Anyway, um, <clears throat> besides pulp characters, Dave Stevens also draws inspiration from uh, like 1940s and 50s actors and pinup models like Betty Page. Uh, four series um, in particular are directly are direct influences rather on this uh, character and share a similar look and uniform. Um, those are like King of the Rocket Men from 1949, Radar, Radar Men from the Moon in 1952, Zombies of the Stratosphere 1952, and Commando Cody, Sky Marshal of the Universe 1955. IGN listed the Rocketeer as the 76th greatest comic book character, and some of the Rocketeer's abilities include above-average hand-to-hand combat, 
excellent athleticism, highly skilled pilot and marksman, and of course, his signature jetpack. And jetpacks have become, you know, uh, sort of ubiquitous. Well, you know, Dan, I, I was reading some trivia about this. The In the movie, they show, like, the Nazi, you know, like, the guy that explodes the rocket. Yeah. And that's that's supposed to be Dan Stevens. Dave and Stevens. Dave Stevens. Yeah. See, I even messed it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Dave Stevens uh, is actually the guy in the rocket pack that explodes or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, that is yeah. him. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so the jetpack or the rocket belt or even the rocket pack is a concept that's been present in science fiction for decades, if not almost a century or more, I would say, especially in the 1950s and 60s. Um, real jetpacks are becoming a reality today, but are a little more than a stunt or novelty, and practical applications are still a ways off. Although I have seen some videos of dudes like flying over like... Didn't Disney have a jetpack back in the day that they used to test out at Disneyland? I remember seeing like a really old video of like a... He didn't go very high, but he would oh, fly I don't around. Even know. Message us some, if, uh, if that's real or not, or if I'm just dreaming that up. Well, there are some recent footage of a dude wearing like a, I don't know, maybe like a GoPro, like going from boat to boat out in like open water oh, in yeah. the ocean, like over like aircraft carriers. Have you stuff. watched Savage Builds on Discovery? No. He he gets together with one of the, the jetpack guys, yeah. like the hand ones, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. build like an Iron Man suit so he can try to kind of fly. Oh, it's that's really fun. neat. And actually, Adam Savage has built a rocketeer. Um, really? Get up. Yeah. Oh, like that's from cool. Scratch. Um, so yeah, the uh, the concept appears in popular culture and fiction well before the tech even became practical. Um, perhaps the first appearance in pop uh, pulp magazines was um, back in like the early 1900s, or as, even as late as like 1896. There was a novel called The Country of the Pointed Furs, which mentions a fog-shaped man hovering low with the look of a pack on his back who flittered away out of sight like a leaf the wind takes with it. Uh, the 1928 cover of Amazing Stories features a man with a rocket pack on his back. And jetpacks really caught on in the 1960s with the Bell Rocket Belt, an actual jetpack that sparked public enthusiasm. Um, they're featured in, like, Johnny Quest. You can see um, uh, Sean Connery wearing the Bell Rocket Belt in Thunderball. Yeah. Um, and Lost in Space featured on Boba Fett. You know, he, he wears a rocket pack, so they're pretty ubiquitous, like, all over the place. And they're a regular thing in popular culture now. Especially in, like, diesel punk. Um, you ever seen uh, Sky Captain of the World of Tomorrow? Yes. That's another example of, like, you know, uh, an homage to that era. Um, one of my favorites is from Alan Moore, the comic book called uh, Tom Strong, Man of Tomorrow or something. I don't, I don't I can't remember if that's the subtitle, but it's, his name's Tom Strong, and he was, he was raised on a distant island um, in this special, like, chamber that created, like... Five times like the the um, gravity forces that Earth would produce. Okay, gotcha. So he could. So like, when he emerged from it, he was he like super jump, strong, you know, and like he could Superman jump real high. And he's got all kinds of like diesel punk gear. He's got a like a robot companion called Numa Numa or Newman. New but Newman. spelled spelled P N E U. Like pneumatic. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. His name's Newman. Um, and then uh, of course we get that usually associated with it was that that Art Deco style. That goes with that sort of, you know, 1930s um, kind of look, which was inspired directly Mr. Dave Stevens when we get the Rocketeer. Yeah, and this won a, uh, won a Saturn Award for uh, costuming. It was nominated for a bunch of stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, it won a costume award. A little trivia for you. So we've got uh, Campbell, Bill Campbell, that's in it. Um, we've got Jennifer Connelly, Alan Arkin, Timothy Dalton. Right. And uh, Jennifer Connelly, of course, plays the love interest. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was reading up that um, that Kelly Preston, Cher uh, Sh 
Sherlyn Finn, Diane Lane, and Elizabeth McGovern uh, were considered the role before Jennifer Connelly. Oh, really? Yep. And also, uh, Jeremy Irons was supposed to be the Timothy Dalton yeah. part, but he turned it down. And I think and I'm also reading that turned down the role of um, Cliff Secord. Oh, uh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be such a weird movie. Really? And yeah, then yeah. I, I didn't know, but Campbell and Connolly actually were in a relationship. So oh, really? Damn you, Campbell! Damn you! He he was a good looking dude. He's a good looking dude. Um, in fact, he he was. Uh, I think there's something I wrote down later where he he himself actually studied commercial art, so he got really into the comic book preparing for the role because Disney wasn't really like into the idea of casting him, but Joe Johnston really pushed hard um, to get him in the role because he went and like got his hair cut in just a certain way to make himself try to resemble the character in the comics like to a T and he looks almost identical according to what I read. And uh, Mr. Stevens, Dave Lee Stevens, um, was an American illustrator and uh, comics artist, obviously. Um, he, he was a big fan of like um, pinup style art or glamour art illustrations, especially he later like befriended Betty Page after she retired and was friends with her. And so when he created this story, he the, the girlfriend in the comics, her name is Betty Page. Yeah. But she didn't want her name in the movie, so they changed it to Jenny Blake. Um, and now there's a funny story about, and, and, and this is what I was telling you earlier about how this movie is connected to the Sandlot in a way. And this is how. So back in the day, let's see if I can, let me bring up this uh, page here. He was dating this woman. Oh, here we go. Legacy. So, uh, Stephen's work has had a significant influence on comic book and fanny illustrations, among them Adam Hughes, who's he's an artist uh, who still works in comics now as well. Artist Laura Molina, who, with whom Stevens had a romantic relationship with in the 1970s, used him as the subject of her controversial series of paintings called Naked Dave. <laughs> and um, so, what Naked Dave is, is uh, a series of paintings created by Laura Molina inspired by her relationship with the late illustrator. Oh, yeah, Dave passed away in 2008, uh, sadly. Um, so it was a five-month-long relationship between the artist that ended in early December of 1978 after she miscarried their um, child at 11 weeks. Mm. Yeah, so Melina started a series in 1993 after an attempted reconciliation initiated by Stevens uh, that failed to settle things between them. Um, and so she made this series of like pinup art with him as the subject matter rather than being like a woman in the pinup. It's a man where they used to call it cheesecake uh, art. There's another version on the flip end of that called beefcake art. Yeah. Where it's it's men in the, in the objectified poses that typically women are in. Well, he didn't like it very much. <laughs> and um, Stevens protested to the use of his likeness, but Melina argued in her website commentary later, um, because NakedDave.com was a um, the site where you could go watch them. I believe they're in, in museums now or, or in some galleries in Chicago. Um, anyway, Stevens protest, protested to the use of his likeness, and uh, in her uh, website commentary that... Um, Hang on, I lost my pace. <laughs> Melina argued in her website commentary that she was protected from legal ramifications citing a um, court ruling in the um, case of Polidoros versus 20th Century Fox film, in which Michael Polidoros contended that David Mickey Evans, the writer-director of the movie The Sandlot, had violated his privacy by including a character based on him. The courts ruled in favor of 20th Century Fox, stating that the film was protected free speech. 
And in this case, David Mickey Evans, who's the writer-director of Sandlot, used this childhood friend of his named Michael Polidoros as the basis for Squints. Oh, gotcha. Squints Polidoros. Squints. Is the name. Lucky Squints. Yeah. And so because of that court ruling. Wendy Petford Court. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I believe that character, too, was also based on someone that, like, objected to that use. But it was a, it wasn't like a one-to-one and uh, anyway, so she cited that court ruling in her case against uh, Stevens, and uh, she was allowed to keep doing it. So it's actually really, really funny. Sounds like we got somebody out there. Amazon people delivering something. Uh, okay, yeah. So if you're interested, go check out NakedDave.com. Also, uh, Laura Molina is pretty interesting uh, herself, too. She's a musician as well as an artist. She does a lot of um, um, stuff. Uh, let's see. She she writes a lot of essays and does a lot of art. And she was also the lead singer, um, guitarist for the band Tiger Lily, in the nineteen eighties. Okay, nice. Yeah, I've heard of that band. And uh, yeah, so I thought that was that was super interesting. Well, let's jump into this. Yeah, shall let's we? do it. So uh, one of the great things that I love about this movie is the uh, the late James Horner did the soundtrack for it, and this is probably one of my favorite soundtracks to listen to. Um, I do listen to movie soundtracks. I'm yeah. kind of weird. Scores? Dude. No, whatever, man. Scores are great. And uh, so it starts off. We got uh, 19. It's like around 1938. It's like yep. October 1938. 1938. And I'm, I'm kind of just shooting off the hip with this just from my own memory. Sure. Um, <clears throat> we're on the we're on the field. You got you got Seacourt. You got Cliff. You got all like the whole team. They're about to test out their new plane because yeah. they're, they want to win the nationals. You know, right. they, they want to win the speed racing kind of stuff. Right. They take off, and this this whole thing with the the GB gum, or you know, the Beemans, the, the Beemans, so the Beemans gum, yeah, yeah which yeah. I think is mentioned in uh, the right stuff. Also. Yeah, it is. Yeah, and so you know, he sticks it on the tail, and that's kind of a callback for later. With the, yeah, a lot of pilots would use it because it was good luck gum. Yeah, and like like you said, Chuck Yeager, played by Sam Shepard in the right stuff, yeah, asks like, somebody get the Beemans. Beemans? Yeah. yeah, so they do the flying around, and then there's a FBI shootout, which is kind of fun. The old cars, and they hit the plane. The fucking oil splatting all over the place. And yeah. does he, he flies over a, a billboard for Neville Sinclair. It's like Wings of Honor, yeah. Wings of Glory or something yeah. like that, mm-hmm. uh, which um, I think Wings of Glory used to be like an old movie. Maybe there was maybe it's a reference to Howard Hughes because he made, he made he a lot of the, movies. Yeah, he did the Wings one. Yeah. That was like his biggest Wings, one. the movie Wings itself was the very first Academy Award Best Picture winner. Yeah, I can't remember. Look up what the Howard Hughes was. was I think it's Wings of Glory or Hell's no, I think it was Hell's Angels. We, I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah, look it up. So he gets shot down, and uh, there's a big shootout. The car explodes, and uh, they crash the plane. Cliff gets out, you know. Yeah, okay, so the plane, what's uh, fun? I, I, you I, write down the plane? Name? I wrote down, yeah, everything yeah. I could find out about the plane, because uh, I think it, I figured They're it was cool significant. Yeah. Also, too, I kept thinking about, okay, so 1930s, how old was aviation then? Because like, in the 1930s, it seemed pretty normal. They got you got hangars. You got a lot of people that know yeah, about. Yeah, you got to think like from World War One when we we're 25 doing, years. Yeah, no, like That's aviation it. has aviation bumped real fast. Oh fuck! Yeah, you like, got to think so fast. Like 100 years, how far we've come? Like, less than going to space and shit. Less than <laughs> 70 years or something. We went from a couple yards to the moon. Yeah, that's wild. The 1900s. Is is mind and, and, blowing we owe, and we owe a lot of that to Howard Hughes. Let's the aviator was a hell of a movie too. Um so I got his page up here. Are we yeah. are we just looking for the movies? Just the movie, yeah. So well, thought, movies, right? Like he did a Yeah, he, he directed films. 
Well, anyway, I'm going to play a clip while we look that up. Okay, so sure. Th- this is after the uh, they crashed the plane and uh, Cliff and um, Seacourt, you know, Cliff and PV, they're getting all pissed off at the FBI and we kind of get this. I got it right here, yeah. actually, before you play that. Yep, um, yep. So, yeah, you were right. It is 1930 Hell's Angels. Yep. Yeah. And uh, here's the clip of the FBI because they're looking for this package, you know, that they were chasing these gangsters because they stole something. Right. And we kind of get this little information. It's our fault. Look, no offense, Pops, but uh, we got more important things to do than get all sweaty about whose fault it was. Listen here, buddy. Building that plane took three years of our lives and every damn cent we had. Oh, fine, I'm clamming up, Sam. Who knows? You could get lucky. Yeah, and what? Wait six months? A year? We we made a living with that plane. Well, maybe it's time to get a real job. Yeah. Take it easy, Cliff. Get out of here. Come on, let's go. Nah. That flyboy hangs around my kisser, and you let him waltz? Maybe you had it coming. <laughs> we need to work with the patient in private. Your buddy's getting fitted for a pine overcoat. If you make it a county general, Alcatraz is your new digs. Spit it out, Wilma. Where's the package? Alone to hell. Why don't you go look for it? <laughs> Get him out of here. <gasps> hey, Fitz! Take a look at this. Hey, that must be the gizmo, all right. Okay, button it up. Call him, Willie. Oh, why me? I called him last time. But he likes you. No mistake about that, Wooly. I see. It was damn sloppy. Well, yes, it could have been worse. Right. Was that Walensky? They chased it to an airstrip in the valley. There was a wreck on the runway. The X3 was destroyed. Well, better lost than in the wrong hands. How soon can you rebuild it? Rebuild it? Not a chance. My people in Washington will have something to say about that. Your people in Washington want to turn anything that flies into a weapon. Apparently someone else had the same idea. Sir, I'm afraid we must insist. I'll remind you boys that I don't work for the government. I cooperate at my discretion. Two of my best pilots were killed during the test phase. God knows how many more men would have died if it had flown. No, gentlemen. I'm sorry I ever dreamed the damn thing up. Sir, I wish you'd reconsider. What do we tell the president? Tell him the dream is over. Tell him Howard Hughes said so. So we get the the great Terry O'Quinn as Howard Hughes. And, you know... He was. Uh, he looks lock. just like him in it. He was perfect for this film. This yeah. is, he actually had hair in this movie. Too. I <laughs> think that was a hairpiece. Was it? I, it looks like one. Wow, well, he still looked like Howard Hughes. I think he yeah. did a great job. He, you'd know, you him, know him from, from Lost. Lost. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much the biggest thing. He's been like little <clears throat> minor things here and there, but Lost. So, um, if I may jump back just yep. a bit before we get to this scene that we just listened to, um, 
there was originally well there was like a like a police chase between um well I, between police and bad guys they were chasing down these these goons in their cars like across fields i guess it's in it's in california near hollywood mm-hmm. originally in the movie there was going to be an, another scene that sets up that but it, they cut it out and it's in the tie-in novel where there's a convoy coming through with the package with the x3 yeah yeah and they they ambush the convoy they take it and the police give chase and that's why they end up near the airfield i think it still works at the, oh, just because yeah. it jumps right into that sure. like they're oh look at the great music they're flying yeah. away and then and the plane that he was actually in at the beginning was called the gb which is um granville brothers i believe is is the is what it stands for mm-hmm. it's a model z sports super sportster it's a racing aircraft uh it won the thompson trophy in 1931 uh, but soon suffered a fatal crash during a speed record attempt, giving it the reputation as a killer. Um, and it was then nicknamed the Flying Coffin, which I think they used, they talked to. Yeah, they they use that name in reference to like another the, the, plane it, as well, I like think biplane. They, yeah, they use it for the biplane. The uh, when they're doing the clown thing. Um, and actually, the use its use in this film was only allowed a couple of times because landing, I guess, was really rough on that on that type of plane. Yeah, because it doesn't look like it has any shock absorption. It's just like kind of... I don't know anything about aviation or planes, but I did read this. In 1932, that trophy was won again by James Doolittle, the guy that oversaw the bombing of Tokyo in 1942. Wow. Who was portrayed by Alec Baldwin in uh, Pearl Harbor. Oh, really? Spencer Tracy played him too in a movie in 1944, I believe as well. So yeah, real real decorated war hero uh, won a, uh, a race. Uh, in that plane. Why not? I mean, if he knows yeah. how to fly. So it, 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 we, we get Howard Hughes is all kind of pissed off that he thinks it's, you know, it's gone. Right. And we, we go back to the hangar and we meet, um, uh, who do we meet? We meet Bigelow. And Bigelow is right. pretty much he runs the, the airfield. Joe Polito. Yeah, Joe Polito, which you've seen him. In he was the, in The Crow. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of shit. He was the pawn shop dude. Also, this is this is kind of interesting too. Um, the In this movie, they, they made... Terry O'Quinn as Howard Hughes as mm-hmm. the inventor of the jetpack. In the comics, though, it's not Howard Hughes. It's the um, other comic book hero, Doc Savage, the Man of Bronze, who was a pulp hero as well. And he used, Dave Stevens used that character to be the inventor of this particular device in his own comics. Uh, but because Disney didn't want to go around the... Right through the hoops of getting yeah. the licensing rights to for Doc Savage. I, th- I think the Howard Hughes thing fits pretty well. I think it fits well too. Also, um, there was announced a Doc Savage movie about five years ago where Dwayne Johnson was going to play Doc Savage. Really, but I don't think it's happening anymore. And I think they're opting rather than a, t- a movie than making it a television show. Probably the, for there, Disney. There Plus. was a rumor that they were going to remake this. There was, and yeah. instead, though, back in 2012, they announced a, a remake. But instead of doing that, they made they a animated television series for Disney Junior. Oh, okay. I'm glad they didn't remake it because to me, this is a great film. I don't think it needs to be remade. There's allegedly a sequel in the works called Rocketeers, plural. Mm. Oh, so like a team of them, possibly like because the Nazis that we're going to hear about later. Maybe because <laughs> the Disney Junior um, show is about Secord's like granddaughter. I'm just imagining like Disney Junior <laughs> talking about Nazis. Nazis. And, like, well, I don't think that show that show only lasted for like one season. In fact, uh, Billy Campbell um, was a voice. Well, voice? He played nice. the he was the Dave Secord, which is I, I'm guessing Cliff's son, because in the show it's a little girl who's Secord's granddaughter who gets the the, the, the powers. Pack. Yeah, because I think that's what they were going to try to do is make it like uh, make her, remake her it's like pink and remake shit. a movie and make it a female or something like that. Yeah. I was like, oh, just this is a good movie. Um, and there was another. 
something else I had here. No, okay, that's all I had. Okay. So Bigelow, he's kind of pissed off because one of the uh, the getaway cars blew up a fuel truck, <clears throat> and he's making uh, PV, of course, um, which is Alan Arkin, and of course Cliff pay for it. And there's like, how can we do it? They wrecked our plane, Bobbity fucking. Yeah, he's blew. like, you're responsible for blah, blah blah. And I was like, why are you? And then Cliff is like, well, we could always, you know, use this old biplane. But, you know, yeah. she's an old girl, but she'll fly. And so when Do he, sits, when he sits down, he's like, shit, there's someone under the seat. Yeah. And Cliff's like, oh, that's my bag. And they yeah. open it up, and there's the jetpack. Yeah. And Cliff being Cliff, he goes and pushes the button. And, you know, PV's like, I wouldn't touch that. And, you know, it just fucking yeah. goes off. And then we realize that, you know, it, they turn it off, and it's, it's not hot. It smells like alcohol. Yeah. And they're like, what I the was, hell? I was wondering that, too, because you never see him refuel it. Yeah. Ever. The whole time. It's just constantly goes says the housing was still cool so somehow it doesn't well they talk yeah hughes talks about it later on about how like it doesn't do that uh, pull mumbo Yuki. jumbo you know i was i was in i don't recall seeing billy campbell in a whole lot uh after this but apparently he really has been in quite a few things um he was in killing lincoln he played lincoln himself in the movie based on bill o'reilly's book killing lincoln he, he played was in dracula yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, he was in Dracula. He was he played Ted Bundy in a movie called The Stranger Beside Me in 2003. He was General Pickett. I can totally see him in Gods Bundy. and Generals. I can yeah, totally oh, yeah. see him as Ted Bundy. Real handsome. Um, he was General Pickett in Gods and Generals with uh, Jeff Daniels. He was the villain, the bad guy in the movie Enough with J Lo, when her like psycho ex husband keeps stalking her and I didn't she see like that trains one. up to beat his ass. <laughs> yeah, she's the bad. He, he's the 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 psycho husband. Did, did, did she turned like 53? She turned something? 52 this year, and she still looks amazeballs. And you know what? I would look amazeballs at 52 if I had if personal I had trainers, trainers and yeah. fucking nutritionists and people looking after me at my beck and call. And I danced every single day of my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, and I had access to whatever the hell she has access to. Uh, he was in the second Jungle Book. Remember that movie? 1997. The live action one or the cartoon one? It was one? a live action one called The Second Jungle Book. Uh, no, I think I gave up on that stuff. There's a bunch in that series for some reason. He was in Gettysburg, which I think is a... TV show, right? No, the movie Gettysburg. Oh, okay. Which I think Gods and Generals is a sequel to. And he was going to be the same character that he was in Gettysburg, but instead they made him a different person different in the new one. Um, he's also... He was for in the uh, show Dynasty in the 80s for about 19 episodes. Um, and currently he could be seen on the Hulu series Cardinal. He was a regular, I think he was a co-lead on the AMC series The Killing. And he's also the heir to the champion spark plug fortune. <laughs> Did you know that? Good for him. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> they don't need a warranty. They don't need a warranty. Why do you need a warranty? <laughs> <laughs> so um, they end up taking the uh the rocket pack out to a like wow. a, an abandoned airfield like museum thing and yep. they start testing it out and then during this time it we get to meet uh neville sinclair which is played by timothy the great dalton. timothy dalton who is just the greatest b actor known to man he just everything oh geez i hit my mic everything yeah. he does is good All yeah right. i i've seen some bad timothy dalton movies yeah. but it's timothy dalton yeah and he doesn't do is a bad job. Is he not your favorite Bond? No, he is not. My He's not your Bond. favorite no, Bond. No, no, no. My favorite Bond is uh, the Lazenby. The, no, fucking <laughs> can I speak today? Connery. Ah, uh, Jesus. Pierce Brosnan. More. Oh, Pierce Brosnan. Bro- yeah. Well, he's my Bond. Brosnan's my Bond. Okay. Yeah. That's true. Was my era. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. The, the only reason Timothy Dalton was hired is because Brosnan got re uh re he, he had to do was it Lawnmower Man? No, he <laughs> um 
Remington Steel got renewed. Oh. So he was about to be Bond, and then Remington Steel got renewed in America, so he had to turn it down. They hired Timothy Dalton, and then that's why Pierce How many came later. times was Dalton Bond? Twice, that's I think. It? Yeah, okay. just twice. Okay. So, I love uh, him in Hot Fuzz. Oh, he's great in Hot Fuzz. Uh, he's also in Doctor Who. He's been in a bunch of things. And here's a little clip of meeting him. And we also meet uh, Paul uh, Sorvino. Paul Sorvino. Um, which you would know from pretty much any gangster movie known to man. He was in Dick Tracy. He was the Lips. Oh, yeah, he was Lips. Yeah. Lips and Tracy. Or whatever his name was. Like, yeah, <laughs> homegirl watching here's, him eat the oysters. Yeah. Here's a little clip of uh, Neville Sinclair. We'll meet our bad guy. What's going on, Sinclair? Lenny is dead. Wilma's all wrapped up like a mummy in County General. You didn't play straight with me. I'm sorry about your boy, Teddy. Truly. Now, what went wrong? What went wrong? It's the feds that went wrong. This was supposed to be a simple snatch and grab. What the hell is going on? I didn't say it'd be simple, Eddie. And snatch and grabs, which you're supposed to be good at. That's what I pay you for. Now, where's the package? Nothing's gonna happen with me and my boys until you tell me exactly why this merchandise is so important to the feds. Send me a check. Let's get out of here, boys. It's a rocket. A rocket? <laughs> yeah. Like in the comic books. Now, what happened to it? I don't know. Wilma knows. He's in the hospital, surrounded by cops. Maybe in a couple of days we get to talk. I don't have a couple of days, Eddie. What room's Wilma in? <laughs> Mr. Movie Star. <laughs> He's going to walk into the hospital with a smile on his face and a handful of posies. He's going to charm the feds to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly what I had in mind. Who cares what you had in mind? <laughs> you don't need my services anymore. You can take it from here. And I'll tell you what, you pay me what you owe me because you're half a lunatic anyhow. Yes, yeah, shoot! I want that rocket, Eddie. Not next week, not tomorrow, now. Bring me that rocket, and I'll double your price. You'll triple my price. So yeah, you get that like <clears throat> yeah. I love the music in it. It's that that forty suspense. It's yeah. so good. So there's a lot of uh, what I like about this movie, and I, I think I I kind of like to group it in with the other movies from that era that were paying like a lot of tribute to the pulp era comics because this was I think the first in a line of movies in in the nineties. Yeah, because we had Dick Tracy, the Phantom, the Phantom. Dick Tracy, uh, the Shadow, the Shadow. We need so, to do the Shadow with Baldwin. Oh, you bet. We need to cover that one. You know what? Um, my buddy Andrew keeps like asking about guest starring on the show. He really loves the shadow. So maybe, maybe we'll, maybe we'll see how he feels about that or how we feel about having him on. <laughs> I think he'd enjoy it. Um, 
where was I going with this? Um, I lost my train of thought. Lumping movies going. together. 40s. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I love, yeah, I love uh, how all these like kind of fit together because right bef- before this, I think I don't think a lot of people consider this to be like a superhero movie, but it is. And so, like everyone likes to credit Blade as being the one that kind of kicked off the superhero renaissance. This is more of like a pulp kind of sure superhero. But like you know, there was like a whole era of movies in the '90s that, like, I think people forget about when they're considering like you know uh, movements or, or uh, popularity trends in movies. Like this was certainly part of the superhero movement because we even had Zorro in the '90s as well. You well, know? I I went through a Zorro phase, man, because yeah. uh, I used to watch Disney. I know we're getting a little off topic here, but sure, Disney, Disney back in the day uh, on the Disney Channel, like twelve o'clock, they would play the old like midnight. They would yeah. play the Guy Williams Zorro yeah. from Disney. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't sleep as a kid. Like I've always been a night owl, so I'd watch that. And then I actually started reading some of the novel Zorros. And then when that movie came out, my dad's like, "Hey, they're making a Zorro movie." And I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. So we went and saw it at the Popcorn Palace, the old Saint, oh, you know, cool. Saint Claude Twin. And I, that was like I think one of the first movies I remember my dad taking me to was seeing that. And I was like, "This is so cool." There the was a second series. one's not that great, but the first one's awesome. I <laughs> haven't seen it in a long time, and I, I probably wouldn't mind revisiting it because there was like another like kind of series of movies in the '90s that tried to get horror movies or classic um, Universal monsters, but like back off They've the ground. They tried in to a do way. that multiple times. They're trying to do it again. It's yeah, like, they just fall. Well, the away. Invisible Man was really good. I haven't the seen most that recent one, one, but I heard the mummy wasn't that great. No, it was garbage, and it just seems like they're falling short. Well, the, yeah, their their whole conceit was to try to get like a, a shared universe thing going. And they Frankenstein's even, been remade too many goddamn times, right? Um, but uh, and this is this is what I'm talking about because there was um, the Frankenstein in the '90s with Robert De Niro mm-hmm. as the monster, yeah. and then you had Kenneth Branagh. Oh, that was the one. That was Kenneth Branagh. That was the one. And then there was one uh, called. Um, Oh, I can't remember the title. It was a woman's name, but it was played by Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. No, no, not that yeah. one. There's, there's another one with Julia Roberts in the lead, but it's it's like adjacent. She's adjacent to the Jekyll and Hyde character. Oh, uh, okay. And then there was Wolf with uh, Jack but, Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer. That was yeah, but that Wolf was so different than like the Wolf with. Uh, they weren't like period pieces. It wasn't or like Wolfman with right. Like, didn't, didn't but then there was Benicio del Toro. Yeah. yeah, there was a Wolf, the Wolfman remake with that. Every time, I don't think that one was that bad. I'll be honest. It, it um, just didn't do well. It was right. okay. Nobody had any interest if, in it. If I want a werewolf movie, it's going to be Werewolf in London, Werewolf in Paris. Like if I want a good werewolf movie, it's <laughs> going to be those. Have you revisited American Werewolf in Paris? In a oh, while? it's horrible. It's horrible. I still love it, but, but Werewolf and just both of them. I'm, they're just good. They're just. I fun. forget that the first one is is a horror comedy. You know, there's like a lot of comedic elements to it. And, you know, um, fuck, why am I blanking on his name? Who directed Who directed that? Oh, I don't know. Um, We're getting way off topic. I, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> whatever. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> where were we? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Sinclair pretty much tells uh, the gang, you know, his, you know, give me the goddamn rocket or I'm yeah. going to beat the shit out of you. Right, sure. You know, and, sure. And they're, they're laughing at him because... Yeah. Double my pay, you know. They're gangsters, yeah. I, I like how he's like, like in the comic books. Yeah, it's a little callback the there. Comic books, and, and then it, it'll cut to uh, Cl- uh, PV and Cliff. They're still they're flying the thing around, and it disappears, you know, like because they strap it to oh, like a like a statue. A, a statue. That's the it, part I remember a lot as a kid because when I lift it up, his head is broken. Yeah, because it flies away, and then it comes back, and they're like, "Well, you're gonna need a helmet." Yeah, Holy strong shit, helmet. I just remembered something from my childhood. Uh, I think I had 
of the toys. I think I had a toy. Oh yeah, dude, the toys were great for these. Yeah, because I remember, I remember looking at the helmet. Toys, thinking, playing cards. The nineties was all about playing cards for some reason. Yeah, like, there was a lot of like Marvel loot. cards. You know what I'm saying? I had a lot of the Marvel cards. You know, there were so. so I never. I was looking up. I don't mean to get off topic again. <laughs> I was looking up something about Pacific Comics that this is a part of, and some of the other characters that that I think he had a crossover with were some, this guy called uh, Captain Victory, uh, Grew the Wanderer. There was Miss Mystic. <laughs> so if they, um, <laughs> you know, I can always mute your mic when you do that, right? <laughs> I feel like it's just an idiosyncrasy now. It's just part of. Part of me now. Yeah, Toy Biz in 91 had the rights to a massive Rocketeer toy line, including different versions of Cliff and different outfits. Um, very akin to the Kenner Batman line, because mm-hmm. I had a lot of the Kenner Batmans, too. Um, several prototypes were made, uh, but the toy line was promptly shut down, and Disney um, uh, pulled the license from Toy Biz, leaving only just toys to have the rights. So uh, maybe I'm inventing that in my head, but somehow I remember... No, they had toys. I had a toy. Yeah, yeah, they had little action figures. I remember at MGM Studios, you could, well, sorry, Hollywood Studios now. It's MGM, but it's always MGM for yeah. me. Uh, but they had like the walkthrough. It was like the Disney thing. You could walk through and they had the, the helmet and the jetpack that you could yeah. see like in a glass case, which I always thought was the coolest thing as a kid. Like, yeah. oh man, if Disney ever goes out of business, I'm totally going to get this, you know? Yeah. Disney, yeah, Disney going out of business, business. <sighs> or a zombie apocalypse. I'll break. Okay, it so the next, so, okay, the so next part of it is they, they go to yeah, they need the helmet. Um, yeah, like they say they need a helmet. Um, and then uh, we meet. This is the first time we meet uh, uh, Jennifer Connelly as Jenny. Uh, yeah, they go on a date. She's yeah, living, they go to the movies. They go to the movies to see a Neville Sinclair film. Yeah, you know, and it's kind of just and they always have like the uh, the pre war yeah like, the boys in blue back again going yeah. on. So they talk. Yeah. About, uh, it's about the Zeppelin. There's like, and the Zeppelin, the Luxembourg. Be, yeah, the Luxembourg, which be, is like, like the, the Hindenburg. Hindenburg yeah, yeah, the Luxembourg would be flying from Chicago to New, or New York, Chicago, and then ending here in Hollywood, California. <laughs> and then during this, um, what's the name of the big ass dude? Lothar. Yeah, Lothar. So this guy is like this big, just behemoth of a guy, and he works for Neville Sinclair. He breaks in. Um, to find the guy who knows where he hid the rocket. And that's at the beginning clip where he's yeah. like, where's, where's the, the rocket? I got a really interesting little, yeah, a little thing for that piece about this that guy character and and why he is what why like he, he is. is. Okay. Why he is. Well, yes. he's, like, is he, he's German, right? I'm guessing. Or no. Well, that's makeup. No, I, I know it's makeup. I'm uh, saying the character. Is he supposed to be a German? No. Or? He is. Um, well, okay. So the character Lothar. Okay. First of all, Lothar, and it's interesting that I like to equate, you know, I like to um, lump this into, his name is Tiny Ron Taylor. Oh, it's just not on what I'm looking at. Uh, Uh, It's like I'm on Topcast, that's why. So this character Lothar, um, and and it's funny too that his name is Lothar because when I was just mentioning the Phantom, Phantom was part of uh, King Syndicate comics, and Phantom um, also had a a Saturday morning cartoon in the 80s called Defenders of the Earth, where he was with um, Flash Gordon, Mm -hmm. Flash Gordon, Mandrake the Magician, and another guy named Lothar, who was just like sort of this like strong man. Anyway, no relation, but this character is also named Lothar, and the character is um, in the comics as well. Dan Stevens based it on the actor Rondo Hatton. Uh, he was an American journalist turned actor that spent uh, several years writing for the Tampa Tribune, in fact. Oh. Yeah. And um, director Henry King noticed Hatton while he was working for the Tribune covering the filming of the movie Hell Harbor from 1930. They were filming it down in Tampa in the 30s. 
And uh, this was a pre-code film, too. This is like pre-Haze Code. And so uh, he convinced Hatton to take a small role in the film and eventually um, convinced him to pursue a career in Hollywood because of his um, his distinctive appearance, which was caused by a disease called acromegaly, which is why that Lothar character looks the way he does. Everything is very pronounced very, and huge and, yeah, and, and exaggerated. Big lips, big nose, just, just a ma- monster of a man. Acromegaly um, is a disease that results from an excess growth hormone. They get People get like a tumor on their pituitary gland oh wow and it, and it creates this excess growth hormone which which results in like large hands a protruding brow big uh jaws and head he, uh, hands and feet and it makes some people seem very large um it's actually pretty rare only occurring in about like three people per million per year oh wow yeah and it's uh caused by that pituitary tumor so you get enlarged hands feet nose jaw and forehead other symptoms are joint pain thick skin and a deepening of the voice Universal Studios attempted to exploit these features in Rondo Hatton by making him a horror movie icon after he was after he appeared um, as the Hoxton Creeper in the ninth Sherlock Holmes film The Pearl of Death in 1944. Uh, he made two more films as The Creeper in House of Horrors in 1946 and The Brute Man, also, also which came out in 1946. Both were released posthumously because um, Mr. Hatton died. And in The Rocketeer, the actor Tiny Ron uh, Taylor is wearing makeup and prosthetics to resemble the character from the comic Tiny books. Tiny Ron Taylor. Yeah. Unfortunately, that gentleman also passed away as that well. He's a big dude. He didn't have um, acromegaly, but he was just, uh, just a, big guy. a large fella. He was a basketball player, and uh, among other things. He actually has a cameo later in the movie, too. He's one of the two farmers that sees... Oh, the truck? ...come by. No, he sees... Uh, um, um, Cliff crash land. He goes big gopher. Oh, it that's wasn't him. Oh, that's Lothar that. oh, outside that's, of the. Uh, that's funny. The makeup. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Some other people that you might know who have acromegaly are um, like Andre the Giant, Paul White, um, the pro wrestlers, Richard Kyle, mm. uh, Ted Cassidy, who uh, and uh, Ted Cassidy and Carol Striken, both of whom played Lurch. Um, Ted Cassidy was OG Lurch back in the day. And then this guy named Carol Striken uh, played Lurch in the 90s version of uh, Adam's, Adam's Family. And then we're going to get another Lurch soon. And he was also... Uh, what do you mean? Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking something else. Never mind. This, this, the, the, the actor Carol Striken also played the Moonlight Man in Gerald's Game. Mm-hmm. And he was one of the one of the um, villains in um, Doctor Sleep. He's okay. a tall, old guy. I still haven't seen Doctor Sleep. Man, yet, so don't yell at me. you uh, motherfucker. I'm, well, Me- Megan still has never seen... Uh, the Shining? The Shining, yeah. I know, my Sheesh. wife has never seen The Shining. Tony so. Robbins also had acromegaly. Now, they can arrest those that that excess growth by removing the... The tumor. Yeah, the now, tumor. of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Back then, it was kind of hard. Yeah. So they go see the movie. Um, they end up having the date. Um, Lurch, not Lurch. Uh, <laughs> Lothar. Lothar ends up sneaking into the hospital and grabbing the gangster that knows where the uh, the rocket he is. He folds him up like a lawn chair. Yeah, he's like, where's a rocket? And like just bends him the shit. And yeah. then he sneaks out out the window. like, mm. doop, 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 like he's, Very nimble. Yeah, very big nimble man. Um, Jenny and them end up going to like this it's what's it called it's the dog uh it's the bulldog cafe which is the bulldog cafe based on the dog cafe or something it was a real place yeah it's shaped, like, like, it's shaped like a big bulldog. i guess it burnt down in the 70s and there was like a like a like a replica model like made of it later that's, that's uh, cool. currently in like a museum somewhere. i'd like to go there it looked kind of fun i don't know if it's uh, oh i would yeah i would have like go to, if, if you, it seemed real small inside like kind of like it was very very fun small cafe and so they're sitting there and they're eating and then 
Jenny finds out that he had wrecked the plane earlier in the film because right. he didn't tell her. She kind of gets pissed off and leaves. You know? Yeah, she's like, "What the hell? You, you don't tell me involved. anything. Huh. Fuck you." And then we cut to a swashbuckling scene. Yeah, it seems like a, like an Errol Flynn style. It's Errol Flynn, very Douglas Fairbanks uh, on the scene. They're fighting, ching ching ching. Because yeah. Jenny's in the movie mm-hmm. and she's like kind of in the back. And Cliff kind of shows up. He's looking for. Do you yeah. know where Jenny Blake is? And you find Jenny Blake. Yeah, Jenny Blake. because he accidentally dropped like a like a, he, a set he, wall. He touches. Yeah, he touches a set wall and it falls, and everyone kind of rolls out of the way. And uh, we find out that one of the cast members Sinclair gets pinned by it, right? Yeah. Well, no, Sinclair was underneath the table. He rolls under the table. Oh, okay. But one of the other actors got stabbed on accident. Oh He's yeah, like, yeah. Oh yeah. my god! I'll get you out of here. Blah 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 blah. He's like, I wasn't upstaging you, was I? <laughs> or yeah, something? Yeah. Was I too good? Yeah. yeah. Um, and then we find out that uh, Jenny's getting fired. And I have a little clip of this. So we've got Jenny, uh, Cliff, and um, Neville. Here it is. This is supposed to be a closed set. No visitors. I want that. Jenny, banned from the lot. Jenny, Jenny, I said I'm sorry. Look, I just want to patch things up. Great start. Look, Jenny, something really big is happening. I want you to be the first to know. Me and Phoebe found something that's going to get us right back on our feet. What do you mean you found something? (laughs) It's an engine, okay? But you strap it to your back and it makes you fly without wings. You knocked down half of the castle to come tell me about an engine? You're always saying you're the last to know. Cliff, I meant the important things. This is important. And so is this acting job. Acting? Yes, acting. Honey, honey, you're walking through the scenery here. That's not fair. This is a good job. The director thinks I'm talented. What's this? Pay voucher. The director wants you off the picture. You know this is a closed set. I have to go. Come on, come on, come on. You know what a closed set means, pal? for you having been dismissed. Can you stay? But it's... It's really my fault, Mr. Sinclair. Have you read for the part of the Saxon princess? No. I think you might be rather wonderful in the role. I'll see that you do. Perhaps we could discuss it over dinner. I've got a regular table at the South Seas Club if you're not too bored with the South Seas Club. I'd love to, mister. Neville. Neville. Okay, let's get all the atmosphere over here. He's trying to give her his Sinclair. 
So, yeah, so we have that. Um, and then when Cliff gets back to, because he's running late, because yeah. he's supposed to, there for him to make the Air money, show. yeah, for him to make the money back um, to pay Bigelow for right. blowing up, you know, the, the fuel truck, yeah. they decide to bring back the clown act, which is like this yeah. biplane. So when he shows up, he's like, I'm sorry I'm late. Then we realize that the, that um, Wooly is the guy's name. It's James Handy. He's actually been in a bunch of stuff. Um, yeah, but he's up there flying the plane. He's like, he hasn't flown since World War One type yeah, yeah, of shit. Yeah. It's like, uh, <laughs> so he's like, give me the rocket because he hasn't he, been behind the stick in twenty five years. Yeah, twenty five years, <laughs> and he ends up he ends up flying into like the the path of like the racing yeah. and you know like dangerous. Yeah, so he puts so, on yeah. puts on the rocket and all that stuff, and he's like, boom, flies up. Saves him. Saves him. You get Bigelow doing that. It's all part of the show, folks. Like in, all part of the show. In true fashion, the way a lot of movies back in the day, you wait a full 40 minutes before you get the title character actually show up on screen. Yeah. And so we actually see him like flying. And we get that great scene of him flying around. It's, yeah. There's some comedy to it because, you know, he's like, he's flying. Yeah. And I think it. it after he saves him, like, doesn't he fly really high? Is this where he goes? Like, he, he flies away after he drops him on that, uh, the big inflatable, uh, yeah, mat, the, and mat. that's when you see him, like, he flies, yeah, hit he, the well, doesn't he fly next to an airplane at that point? Because he saves him, and he's like, yeah, and he starts flying around. Oh, I, I, I yeah. guess he, I, he, I can't fl- remember. He flies next to an airplane, and the lady's like, oh my god, look at that, it's a flying man, and he, like, kind of does a salute. Oh, but yeah, he hits the button to turn off the jetpack, and he's like, whoa. And falls. Does he do that? Yeah, because holy the, shit. Yeah, because that's when he's like trying to turn it back on, and then he starts okay. flying through the weeds, and that's a big gopher. I literally, ju- I literally just watched it before uh, coming over here. Yeah, that's when we get the big gopher. Yeah, big gopher. <laughs> and ev- everyone's freaking out, so they're trying to find him. Clip, uh, PV shows up in his truck, and it yeah. won't start. And he's like, "Fucking, just put it neutral." So he hits the jetpack, and just, <laughs> like yeah. the car goes a million miles an hour. That's great. It's um, funny. It's funny that the uh, there's yeah. no consistency in the jet's power. Because it'll it'll fly into the dirt and stick, or it'll fly into a room and just stay there and won't go yeah, anywhere. But well, it'll it'll propel a truck. PV talks about it earlier on. He's like, you know, I messed with the throttle a little bit. He oh, goes, so he can adjust. The yeah, he goes like, if you want to, he's like, if you want to, he's like, you can you push it, and the harder you push, it'll go. And if you want to stop, you got to jam it down. Uh, okay. He says it right before he flies away, and that's I why see. that's why when he does a salute, he hits it real hard and uh, he cuts it off. All right, all right, all right, fine. <laughs> PV and Cliff they escape. Um, the gangsters are. You know, we're chasing them. Yeah. This is one of my favorite parts where one of the gangsters is like eating popcorn. Like, well, I guess we won't find them now. And yeah. Like, fuck some bitch. And then we get the famous line where we actually get the name, the Rocketeer. Yeah. Um, so all the all the news guys are chasing down Bigelow. Like, what are you going to call him? Here's yeah. A, here's this like real quick clip of it. Okay. I want some background on the flying man. Yeah, we're yeah, going Sorry, boys, it's a trade secret. It's all part of the mystery. Uh, why don't you just call him Rocket Boy? Nah, that's lousy. What about the Rocket Man? That's worse. What about Missile Man? Nah, that stinks. Come on, Bigelow, give us a better name. Come on, Bigelow. How about Rocketeer? Rocketeer. Yeah, wow. Rocketeer it is. Extra, extra! That's why he's a plane! Extra, extra! We know the man is! So romantic. I bet he's handsome. Oh, I wish he'd rescue me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> extra, extra! All right, ready on the set. Let's go, everybody. Let's shoot. Congratulations, gentlemen. Thanks to the diligence of the FBI, this particular vacuum cleaner will not fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha 
<laughs> right when I unmute you. So yeah, we find out that the the when they thought they the rocket was destroyed, it was just a vacuum cleaner. Because yeah. uh, even the guy that like that was in the hospital says he's like, they can blow it, you know. Yeah. So we get that. Uh, Dalt, uh, Neville Sinclair sees it, and then it cuts right to the FBI knocking on Bigelow's door. Yep. And they're going in. They can't find him. And then because he is all creased up. When I was a kid, like I didn't really realize it. When I was a kid, you know, it's like his he's on his desk and his foot is by his head, yeah. and it's like man, he folded him in half. You know, yeah. like a piece of paper. I wonder why. <laughs> why is Lothar's like preferred method of killing people to fold them in half? I don't know. I'm gonna. You you are a letter. <laughs> it just likes the way it crunches. I'm Maybe not sure. it's like uh, popping bubble wrap. Um. Yeah. So. so uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, Lothar is still on the prowl, and now the like the cat's out of the bag. Like you said, the FBI went over to uh, to see Bigelow, but he's all creased up. And then Lothar um, is outside of Peeves' place. Yeah, because PV, PV's sitting there just, you know, they're talking like, oh my God, yeah. something bad's going to happen. And yeah, then, yeah, then Lothar kind of just Lothar shows up, starts, Cliff shows where's up. Where's the rocker? Or where's, he yeah. says, where's the jetpack? Where's, the, where's the, the jetpack? Yeah, yeah. And like slams, Whatever the hell. slams yeah. like Cliff's head into the sea. He's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's sustaining no neck trauma from that. Maybe houses were built terribly in the yeah, 30s. Well, because the, the FBI, like they, they saw that, that Bigelow was writing something down. Yeah. So they do like the little sketch, you know, a little... Right. Pencil shaving, you know, like right. just to figure out where it was, and it was Cliff's or Peavy's house. That's you know, why they all show up. That's that's really great because you can do that in. Um, you I, do I it for everything. I've done it before. Yeah, you can do. I think that's like a like a function in Ellie Noir. That's been a while since I played that game. That game is so good. It was good. I I kind of wish it was a little more open world. What do you, uh, a little more open world? Yeah, a little more. Because there's, I 100 percented that game. Did you? Wow. Yeah, it took me. You? It took me like a couple months. You know, so, the, or the biggest, yeah. or hang on, sorry, <laughs> um, because it's also set in Hollywood in Los Angeles. Yeah. You know, so there's, there's, there. Was, I even thought about that game a lot as I was watching this, uh, this movie. Um, where was I? oh the biggest, the biggest pain in the ass getting that, that game 100%ed when you were trying to get the achievement mm-hmm. was you had to go around town and find all these various cars. There's like 30 or 40 cars, oh, really? or maybe it was like 90. I don't even know, or at least. Or there was some kind of collectible that was just hard to get. You had to go around town and find all these goddamn cars. And one of the hardest ones to find was is the DeLorean? tow truck. No, it's, no, it's, it's a 1940s. I know. The hardest one to find was this tow truck. You had to keep showing up at this because there was a, a bit of an open world to it. Mm-hmm. Like if you just want to ignore the missions, you can just go around town if you want GTA style. But there wasn't whole lot to do you couldn't really get out of your car yeah you could could. maybe it was the version i played (laughs) there's one version of it that game is like uh, i remember when it came out it came out for ps4 like 13 years old or ps3 was it three or four i think it came out four it was three it came out in 2011 okay so ps3 then i think so something like that anyway it there was a fucking tow truck i had i i would play for hours Trying to wait for this damn tow truck. I can't tell you how excited I was to see a tow truck, a digital tow truck in my life. Uh, then that moment when I ran up and got into that fucking thing and then that achievement popped. You're like, yeah. I was like, oh. And then I like bragged about it forever. I was like, I 100 percent of that game. People were like, what? How long did that take you? I was like, a couple months. Yeah, longer than it should have. <laughs> longer than it should have. Than I had any right. Lothar starts Beating up uh, Cliff and um, yeah, and, and the FBI PV. shows up, and you know the FBI shows up and they're like, "Secret, 
Peter, get out of here. And then, and just their firefight. They that just was a start, firefight. Yeah, there was. Know? They just start firing willy nilly into this man's home. Yeah, and uh, Lothar gets away, but he sees uh, PV had a sketch of the, the, oh, yeah, the jetpack, and he grabs it, kind of runs out. It. Yeah. They, they pretty much all run out. And then we cut to the South Seas Club. I want to go there. It looks, yeah, it looks, it's just like you're. Are there you, places like that in real life? I don't know. I'd love to open It was always one of my dreams to open one of those up in like Vegas and have like Harry Connick Jr. and stuff oh, like that. Yeah. Like, you know, like a old. Vegas? Shit. Yeah. Do well, it here, bud. Do it here. Yeah, maybe. What are you talking about? When my theater makes millions of dollars. <laughs> Put one in downtown Swank Cloud? <laughs> Come call on, it, man. Call it Swank Cloud. Swank, swanky Cloud. <laughs> And this is where we Pop see copy. Yeah, this is where we see uh, Neville Sinclair kind of whining and dining Jenny. Um, we even meet like WC Fields is there. He's like, "Honey, yeah, yeah, I t- t- I'm here to tell me tell you uh, tell me your life story." You yeah, know? he goes, like, "My little kumquat." Yeah, my little kumquat. Sheesh. So yeah, we get the that. camera pans. It's like total male gaze, right down to her boobas. Oh yeah, this is when she's in that that yeah. iconic white dress for the movie. This this made me think like why. Why she has like hard, really hard luck with soup? Because in the, yeah, in the because earlier scene, somebody drops a wooden wheel into her soup and she and splashes, splashes all over, and then, and then she gets a piece of paper with a note on it in her soup. Yet. This time, we're oh, getting there. Yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah, there. Yeah, we're yeah, getting yeah. there. We're not there yet. Soup is a soup. soup. Where's the spoon? We're <laughs> <laughs> not there yet. So yeah, they're doing that. Um, Seacourt, Cliff, and PV. They go back to the little diner. And we find out that the uh, the goons come in and they're looking for Secord. Yeah, and they're like, "Hey, who's Secord? We're looking for this guy. Who, Cliff? Oh yeah, Cliff Secord, the guy with a gimpy leg. Haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I think he moved to Cincinnati. Yeah, you know. And so they're doing it, and they're breaking shit, yeah. and they go to call Neville, and they're and they're sitting there like, "Wait a minute." And they see the Jenny and the you know number. He's like, "It's Lady Luck." It's Lady Luck. Where well, she goes? They're, yeah, he's she's with the uh, she's with the she's with the uh, what is yeah. the Kraut or do they say Kraut? No, they don't yet. But they do think they're getting double crossed because they were supposed to be working like for the boss for Neville, and then she's with him. So yeah, they they, they, they misunderstand the whole thing. Yeah, so they're so gonna go, they're two gonna of them get, leave. They leave two behind. Leave two behind, and then they end up you know beating yeah. up the other two that <laughs> were stayed behind. Cliff, <laughs> Cliff's ready to go. Oh, they accidentally fire off like a gun. Yeah, because they it, grab the gun and it, it dings. It kind of kind of nicks the uh, the rocket pack. It shoots a damn hole right through it. It it, it it's, it's like it goes like this. It's like straight up because it. it oh, really? It doesn't look like it goes in, but it like just. I thought it like passed through it, but didn't. It like, didn't pass through it. It like, didn't render it like, like a crevice or something. I don't know. Whatever. It's leaking fuel. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, so he, it's one hundred. So he and grabs he plugs the gum with a piece of gum with the with the gum yeah, that the PB didn't nice like to begin callback. with. Yeah, and he flies off to the South Seas Club. Yeah. Uh, dresses up like a waiter, and then this is where he yeah he he brings it's, the soup and puts like the note in yeah. it like meet me under the bushes. Over it made there. me think of uh, Indiana Jones when he puts on that too small white jacket. And yeah, he's, he's like, like no mm, ticket, yeah, no ticket. Yeah, I just oh yeah, I did watch all three of those recently. Oh fun, because I bought them on uh, Blu-ray. <laughs> I still contend, I still submit and posit that Raiders of the Lost Ark is the most perfect movie ever made. Not the best movie. Not ever the made, best movie ever. There's, a, the there's most a couple movies. Start to finish. There is a couple movies that are considered the perfect movies. Like Back to the Future is considered a perfect film. Yes. Anyway, okay. going back into it. Moving on. So Seacrest, um, you know, disguises himself. Seacrest. Seacrest. Ryan. Ryan Seacrest is in this. <laughs> Seacrest. Seacrest. I'm just Cliff. Seacrest. The Rocketeer. Fuck it. Just the Rocketeer. Oh, you know what's funny? Okay, hmm. so 
we we get the the dog uh, cafe and like the hangers and like a lot of the costumes. Yeah. Um, um, Dave Stevens gave uh, the production designer and two of his assistants his entire like reference library. Oh wow! Um, um, for the hangers and the cafe and like, like this is how it all schematics look. and blueprints and everything that he used from the 30s, and they were just like boop and just made everything directly from his reference material. That's awesome. One hundred percent. Like bet, he's I, like they just took my shit and just made it real. I bet they like that. Like oh you yeah, did, you did all like, the work got, for us. Yeah, 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 exactly. We don't have to draw shit. All of it is real. Uh, they end up telling you know she he's like I'm the rocketeer and she's like what I'm the, I'm the fucking rocketeer haven't you read the news she's like no I've been yeah. been out in the I've yeah. been out of town or something I forget that this movie really only takes place in the matter of like a day and a half two days yeah yeah I think it's like two or three it's yeah. really short yeah um and then the the note floats up to the top yeah and Neville sees it and he's like yeah. oh son of a bitch and then the rocketeer starts basically flying gets around. dressed flying around the yep. which is actually a cool scene yeah because he ends up like flying straight through like the glass yeah. ceiling there was supposed to be like an extended um sequence to that where they're gonna have a, a little more of an elaborate like chase where he because he does a fly over the of Grauman's, uh chinese theater mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah oh he was supposed was, to or does he, well, he does okay. you see him fly over it uh, on the way there but there was supposed to be like another like additional scene after this which i think is what ends up in the graphic novel version uh, of the movie where he the, the the pack switches off because it's damaged and he lands in the cement oh and, and then feet. flies away and then some woman like puts rockets here oh the feet. that's that's funny yeah that's a good <laughs> so that didn't end up in the movie but it it was in the uh graphic novel version well they, they went like 50 days over shooting i know that. Did you? i didn't know that. yeah because uh, because of the last scene they had to do Fun. so the rocketeer flies away and um jenny's trying to get a cab but she ends up she runs back inside because yeah. she hears the commotion of the rocketeer inside the south seas club flying around she sees right. it and she gets chloroformed yep that good old Take a deep breath yep nice trope yeah, that old end to a date. I've always wondered if that works. What chloroform? Chloroform, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've seen. Vi- you I, I've you seen, have to like, like inhale deep. Though, I've seen right? videos of people, idiots, like sitting there and going, fucking doing and it, just yeah, and passing out. Yeah, no, like filming themselves. Yeah, no, you look at those videos of just. Have idiots. you ever you ever done a wall banger? Yes. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's the fucking worst idea. You should never we do did that. that in high school. I yes, did too. We were so stupid. I That's, almost like busted my head open doing. Right, that right now, everyone's asking what a wall banger. <laughs> it's a drink. Well, not a Harvey Wallbanger. <laughs> I want you to meet my friend Harvey. Harvey. Harvey Wallbanger. That's from uh, Here No Evil, See No Evil. Harvey Wallbanger. Yeah. This is my friend Harvey Wallbanger. She gets kidnapped. Uh-huh. Uh, the Rocketeer goes back to the cafe, and everyone's gone. And the little girl's like, no, they're, they're, they're this. They, they And then the phone rings. Yeah. And then it's, you know, it's... Uh, FBI. No, it's it's Paul. It's Eddie. Oh, it's Valentine. Right. Valentine's yeah. like, you want to see the girl again? You got to come down here and bring we'll the kill bring the jetpack. And uh, then we cut to a scene where Jenny wakes up in the glorious the Chateau de Sinclair. Sinclair. That yeah. is actually the Ennis house. Is it? It's uh, it's a beautiful home. Yeah, it's it's a it's a real mansion, or I don't know if it's a mansion, but it's called the Ennis house in uh, Los Feliz near L.A. or in L.A. In Los Feliz neighborhood that was designed by frank lloyd wright oh, for nice. charles okay. and mabel ennis in 1923 it was built in 1924 can definitely see the the right with the it was stuff. used also in blade runner um and the movie the days of the locust in 1975 and in the movie moon 44 from 1990 and replicas of the interiors were used in predator 2 huh. i haven't seen predator 2 in years it's, it's been my, a while. i love that one i don't know why people like 
Because it's got Danny Glover in it. That's Shit on it. It's great. I think it's a perfect like uh, progression from jungle to concrete jungle. Yeah, it is. It's New York, right? Or is it it's Chicago? It's L.A. Oh, is it it's L.A.? It's set in L.A., and it's actually set in like a distant future. I think the last time like, I saw Predator 2, I probably was like seven. Oh, really? Yeah. My dad had it in his VHS collection. I think I watched it on TNT. I think I saw it before Predator. I saw we, Predator 2 we had Predator. We had Predator on VHS, but Predator 2, I think I remember watching it like a long, long time ago. Yeah. So she so, gets... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Do you have more? No, that was it. I was just going to say, you can tell that it's the the house that it is because it has very distinct columns and tiles. Columns and, yeah, the tiles and the stained yeah. glass and stuff like that. And here's her waking up, and <clears> then, of course, Neville Sinclair being creepy. Welcome to my home. Once the chloroform, the effects will pass in a moment. Do you have to drug all your women to seduce them? You're part of this. You kidnapped me. Against my will, believe me. I'm as much a victim as you are. They're blackmailing me. These are brutal, ruthless men, Jenny. No, I'm scared. Oh, there, there, there. Don't be frightened. Mm-hmm. And tonight when we danced, I felt something move inside me. I felt it tear loose and take flight. You said that to Greta Garbo? Napoleon's mistress? But you'd have been a fantastic Lady Catherine if you'd put yourself completely into my hands i could teach you mold you into a leading lady clay in the hands of the master sculptor moonlight on broadway carol lombard the scene on the top of the empire state building yes look you can't be comfortable in that gown please can you help me (laughs) 
played a scene with Neville Sinclair. So, yeah, she pretty much knocks his ass out. Now, when she woke up, uh, she saw Neville kind of messing with the bookcase and she goes in and there's like yeah. a secret door and she sees like a radio station, like a, like a ham radio. Yeah. And she's like, hello, help me, help me. And then you hear, oh, God, Simon. Yeah. Sinclair, Sinclair. Sinclair. And then she finds like Mein Kampf and, and then. Mein Kampf, was that in there? I don't know. She just sees the, a book with a Nazi symbol. Oh, it was just like a. Just like, like a, a little handbook. handbook yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then she sees a uh, uh, PV's. With a Swazi. PV's a uh, sketch of the. Yeah. And she the, stuffs and she, it into. Yeah. She, she grabs it and puts it the in the old, old pockets. In the old pocket, you know. And then and then this is where. I'm um, jealous of ladies in their boob pockets sometimes. You know what I'm saying? This is where actually. I can't hide shit in my nuts. <laughs> just, you know, swamp <laughs> Anyway. Can I just go. be a kangaroo? I've had three <laughs> beers during the course of this show. <laughs> Okay, let's go. This is this is where uh, uh, Cliff gets back to the uh, diner and the phone yeah. rings, and then yeah. as he's about to leave, the FBI shows up, and they're right. like, "You remember me, Flyboy?" You know, because yeah. I got punched in the face. Yeah, this is when he just hauls off and just punches a Fed in the face. Can't do that today. Yeah, no, he he's gonna, probably couldn't do that then either. He's, I'll be gonna, honest. he's gonna do movie. it again in a minute. Yeah, yeah. And this is where he gets hauled off to meet Howard Hughes. Yeah, and uh, why does Hughes have dominion over the fucking U.S. government? You know, the way he like bosses those guys around. Well, he part. I mean, he had massive contracts with the U.S. government for years. Oh, okay. I mean, in real life, I mean, I didn't know that. He made yeah, all the plans for the U.S. government, pretty there's, much. Yeah, there's definitely a, a... Remember the scene where he's like, I, I, everyone wants to use my stuff as weapons and stuff. Yeah. I was like, he, he was definitely not a peacenik in real life. No. No. So he would have been like, yeah, sure, you want weapons? Fuck yeah, because yeah, I, th- I, I think even in this clip, he's like, no guns! You know, yeah. Um, well, I think he was just trying to get him not to shoot his stuff. That's true. I do yeah. want to say that in this clip, you're going to hear um, the volume go down, and I'm going to skip forward a little bit okay. because uh, the, there's a scene where he shows a, a Nazi propaganda yeah. video, but there's no words to it, and it's actually kind of long. So okay. it's just music. So I just kind of skip ahead a little bit. Okay. But here we go. This is where Cliff gets drugged, dra- drugged, dragged to um, meet Howard Hughes. Well, yeah, those are two different words. Bypass the pressure valve, and that solved your throttle problem. But adding a rudder to the helmet, that was ingenious. Oh, nothing to it, Howard. Just basic aviation. We've got so much on you, we're going to make your life miserable, buddy. Good to see you, son. Yeah, you too, pal. This is all he had on. There's no sign of the rocket. He must have ditched it somewhere. But he ain't talking. Will he take off the handcuffs? You know who I am? What pilot doesn't, Mr. Hughes? I designed the Cirrus X3, the rocket pack. It was stolen from my factory. I didn't take it. Clifford, I told him everything that happened, and he believed it. Give the man his rocket. I can't do that. Not yet. Clifford, we agreed to give it back to its rightful owner. That's him. Secord, I don't think you know the game you're playing. Go ahead, roll it. The German prototype had the same problem as our first design. The combustion chamber would overheat and explode. My boys finally figured it out. A double-walled chamber into which the fuel is pumped. Cool the chamber and preheat the fuel at the same time. The German experiment didn't seem like much to worry about. But when we got our hands on this next film, we realized the scope of their plan. Keep watching, kid. 
cost a man's life to get this out of Germany. Where's my rocket pack, Secord? You gotta let me use it one more time. I'm tired of square dancing with you, kid. I can slap you with grand theft, treason, espionage, and that's just my shortlist. Willie, give me the cuffs. No, look, they got my girl. Ah, oh, God, Cliff, no. Yeah, they set up a rendezvous. They want to swap Jenny for the rocket. Look, kid, I understand how you feel, but you've got to let us handle this. I gotta go alone, or they're gonna kill her. I'll give you a rocket back. Tomorrow, I swear. Hey, this ain't negotiation. Those guys are playing for keeps. I can handle Valentine. The Valentine gang has only hired muscle. They're working for a Nazi agent. Someone we think is highly placed in Hollywood society. Someone our intrepid G-men have been unable to identify. It's Neville Sinclair. What? It's Neville Sinclair. Come on. Yeah, sure, it makes perfect sense. That's why he was bossing Eddie's men around at the South Seas Club. That's why he has Jenny. <laughs> nice try, kid. We're taking him downtown and we're locking him up. We'll take it from here, Mr. Hughes. Let's go, kid. Hey! <laughs> So two things with this scene. Mm -hmm. So uh, during that section where I skipped, they show this great like cartoon kind of video and it shows a bunch of rocketeers, Nazi rocketeers taking over the world, pretty much world domination, like a Capitol building and then a uh, old glory in flames. Yeah. It's and then the Nazi flag flies up. So it's just propaganda, propaganda. propaganda. Yeah. 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 Typical. At this point, when he punches the CIA or the SEI agent, the FBI agent, he yeah. he jumps onto a big ass plane, which is the Spruce Goose. Yeah, it's a model is, of the Spruce Goose. But this is supposed to be 1938. Yeah, the Spruce Goose wasn't designed until like 41. We didn't fly it until 47, right? Yeah, but he didn't design it until 41. So it's a there's oh, okay. like a little trivia that he's like. I mean, it is a model, yeah. but even then, <clears throat> but even as a kid, I never understood that until I actually watched the Aviator, the yeah. movie, and because I didn't know what the hell the Spruce Goose was. Right. That was probably more for parents than anything. Probably, like, uh, yeah. It will fly because they probably know. I think about it. it may have been like a soft little promotion at the time that Disney actually owned the Spruce Goose at the time. Did they, isn't that in Oregon or something like that? Where is the Spruce it Goose? It is now, I think, yeah. at the time in 92. It was still they, in, It was an attraction they were trying to bring people on and show them. Show like them. That. And that was like supposed to be like, it, you know, it will fly. And we trust well, it us. did fly. <laughs> right. It did. Like, yeah. not, not very far. It, no, it, it, it lifted. That was the main <clears> thing he wanted to say. Uh, what did I write down here? Uh, at the time, Disney owned the Spruce Goose, and it's rumored that this was this moment was placed in the film as a like a a small promotion for that attraction. And it and the Queen Mary, yeah, that's all in LA, were two of the uh, attractions that lost money for Disney. Like I didn't know the two of the big. I didn't ones. know they owned Queen, the Queen Mary. Owned maybe owned, past tense. Yeah. I'm not even sure. They do magic shows and stuff on there. I know a few guys that yeah. done it. Uh, yeah. So he, he ends flies up, to the he observatory. Up, yeah, he ends up escaping. Yeah, and this is where they go to the Griffith. Observatory, mm-hmm. um, which uh, this is why they went 50 days over because they had to reserve the, the conservatory. And oh, like really? That. Yeah, so it took them a little while. So they get there. He flies mm-hmm. in, does like the 
kind of superhero landing almost. Yeah. And he's kind of next to like the American flag. Well, that's when he's getting ready to take off to fly up. To oh the yeah. That's later. Yeah. yeah. So he sits there, he meets with, um, Valentine mm-hmm. and Sinclair, Sinclair and yeah. he tells Valentine, he's like, how does it feel uh, to, Eddie to be for work, working for a Nazi? He's like, I don't work for no Nazi. Yeah. What are you talking about? And then he finds out, yeah, he's a Nazi. And he's like, well, he's like, I'm paying you money. So you're going to take it. He's like, yeah, I might not make I an honest buck, duck, but I'm American. 100%, 100%, 100%. American. Yeah. Now this actually reflects the attitudes of real life mobsters of the era. They weren't fans of fascism, particularly Benito Mussolini. Yeah. Uh, because of the persecution of Sicilian families in the old country. Um, excuse me. Um, in fact, um, let's see. Uh, uh, nor, nor obviously, were Jewish mobsters very fond of Hitler. Obviously, uh, in fact, uh, organized crime was integral to the government's attempts at rooting out spies and collaborators. They actually worked. Uh, oh, I bet. Select uh, with each other. Um, and this actually, uh, Paul Savino's character Eddie actually had more of a backstory. Um, especially I think within the tie-in novel, or maybe from deleted scenes where, um. They explain that patriotism because he had enlisted as a soldier in World War One, lied about his age, uh, and came back a decorated war hero. So that's why he immediately was like, like no hell no, yeah. And I so, don't need your damn Deutsch, yeah. Because he says I don't need no, I don't need no dirty Deutschmarks or something yeah, like that. Yeah, and then he, and he uh, obviously all the gangsters turn on him, and then a bunch of and then a bunch of Nazis, Nazis pop show out. up out of nowhere in California. The, yeah, then the Luxembourg, <laughs> like the fucking Zeppelin, flies in and. Yep. There, there's a big shootout, uh, and this is where we get to see that um, the Rocketeer has a gun, which is like that classic gun that you see him hold. And then they go to the top of the observatory. Yeah. They get on the fucking Zeppelin. Yep. There's a big shootout. Bunch of, he, like, well, throws he, at least, like, three people off the damn uh, Zeppelin. Yeah, no, a few. And then, yeah. well, when he lands, he lands on top of the Zeppelin, and then we get... Big dude. Oh yeah, Lothar comes Lothar out. Lothar comes out. Straps in. And he's got like a fucking wrench and they do like the big wrench fight yeah. and Lothar ends up buying the farm, as you would say. Oh uh, yeah. Because he, he, he gets knocked off and then he swings in, remember? Yeah, that's right. But he's just yeah, he's just and he's, he's hanging dead. there for a minute. He's not dead. Oh he's not dead, yeah, he's just hanging he, there. He dies he, like yeah, after he, the later, fact. yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, he bought the farm. I was thinking about that. He's like, buys the farm. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a bunch of stuff, and then at one point, um, well, Sinclair's got him at gunpoint now, and he's like, you know, take the pack off. And he's Slide like, it sure. over. And G- Jenny tries, yeah. yeah, tries to save him, but ends up fucking shooting a flare in a Zeppelin. Yeah. Not a great idea. And a hydrogen, yeah. And I have a little clip. This is this is where... Doesn't he peel the gum away? Yeah, as he, yeah, as he slides it over, he's like, here you go, and just kind of moves the gum so that the rocket pack starts to leak. And yeah. here's, here's a little clip of kind of that. Okay. Sinclair, help us get these flames out. I wish I could take care of this man. Everything about you is a lie. It wasn't lies, Jenny. It was acting. (laughs) I'll miss Hollywood. I think this is one of my favorite parts mm-hmm. because when 
you know, like he tries to fly away and you get that great Timothy Dalton evil laugh. Yeah. And then, you know, that's he blows up, but when he catches on yeah. fire, he lands on the land part of Hollywood yeah. land and it yeah. explodes because I think that's just a great little callback of why why it's not Hollywood land anymore. It's just right. Hollywood. But I think it was originally it, a was housing it, development. I thought an earthquake. Was not why it wasn't the land I'm fell not, or something like that? I'm not 100% sure, but I know that it was erected as part of like the housing development. It was a big advertisement. And then they sold it to the city. And instead of um, you know keeping the land part of it, they just made it Hollywood. Uh, okay. Yeah, I was always wondering. Yeah, what happened to the Hollywood land sign? Yeah, I can't remember. It was, yeah. Land. Housing developers transferred ownership of the land, including the Hollywood land sign of the city of Los Angeles. And the sign was in grave disrepair, so they demolished it. The city was demolishing it, and then they just they just shortened it to Hollywood. Just yeah. boom, leave it Hollywood. I always thought it was like a. <clears throat> There's also a, a really great line where um, he and Cliff are like having their tussle, mm-hmm. and um, <clears throat> he says, "Where's your stunt double?" And he's like, "I do my own stuff." Oh yeah, I forgot about which that. is a direct reference to, to Errol the fact, Flynn. All no, the, to Timothy Dalton actually doing his own oh, stuff as Bond. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I know Errol, Errol Flynn and Tim and uh, like a lot of the older actors, yeah. like of that day, did their own oh, stunts, uh, of course. It, yeah, but I do like that. I wasn't lying; it was acting. Yeah, <laughs> acting. There was also something else I, I had to think about too, because I thought, okay, I thought he was always a, like a British turncoat, but he's not. He was always German because his accent slips, and he starts yeah. saying on the, you know, he starts saying like you know things in a German accent. And I was like, why is he putting on the German accent if he's a, a you know a Brit? I was like, oh, it's it's the mask is slipping. Yeah. He actually is German. And he was pretending to be a British actor in Hollywood. In Hollywood. Yeah. A face upon a face upon a face. A mask on a mask on a mask. Wheels within wheels, plans within plans. So very they, they end up going uh, Cliff and Jenny end up going to the top of the Zeppelin mm-hmm. and it's starting to explode. Right. And then they see a helicopter or like a well, airplane helicopter. Uh, auto gyro? Yeah, it's one or of those whatever it was. It's one of those uh gyro captain. Yeah, the one of the Hughes designs yeah, yeah, a yeah. long time ago. And they're both flying it, right? It's like Hughes yeah. and uh and Cliff. Yeah. Yeah, and they're like, hop on. So they're running and they go to grab it, and then you see a uh, big guy. Yeah, and he's trying, trying to, run. to run away from the flames, but he's still tethered. But he's, he's like, oh, explodes, and then they fly away. Yeah, and then we go back, and then I have the very last clip, which is the end of the movie. Oh yeah, which uh, he brings the uh, like a new model GB around for yep. him, and, and uh, puts his little, name on the side. Yep, here it is. Film fans were saddened by the news that actor Neville Sinclair was killed in the tragedy when flaming debris fell on his touring car. That's terrible. That was a nice car. You look awful blue for a guy who pretty much saved the world. Yeah, well, I guess I got the crack ribs to prove it. You got me. Isn't she? Another month, she'll be ready for the Nationals. Miss Blake, would you excuse us for just a moment? Of course. I've been meaning to ask you. 
What was it like? Strapping that thing to your back and flying like a bat out of hell. It was the closest I'll ever get to heaven, Mr. Hughes. Well, maybe not. See you around, Rocketeer. Oh, don't ever fly her without this. I didn't even get a chance to thank him. You don't have to, son. He saw the look on your face. Cliff, I have something for you, too. Actually, it's for PV. Hmm? Oh, no. <laughs> what was that line again? Oh, my prince. Would that you drink of my lips. Thanks. I don't mind if I do. Clifford, take a look at this here. Here, look. I bet if we increase the manifold pressure up about 25% and then switch the fuel-to-air ratio, just favoring the fuel, just a little. Hey, Goose, you want to take a take a look at here? God, I love that music. <clears throat> oh, yeah. And James Horner died a little while ago. I know, that's a couple years ago. Sad. sad. Some of the... Uh, Music in this, some of the, 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 what do you call them? David Copperfield used this song, actually, <clears> in one of his shows. There, there's, like, similarities to this music that you hear later again. I guess some of the, the themes are, what one of my phrases, some of the phrases yeah. in this are very similar to what he used in Titanic as well. It sounds very, very close to it. He's just great. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's fantastic. I'm, I give it five ducks. I'm pretty sure everyone already knew that I was going to give this five ducks because I can watch this movie Anytime and always enjoy it. I will give it four. That's the fine. only reason I'm giving it four is because while it's fantastic start to finish, I need more adventure. Yeah, it does. It does have some lows to it. It would be nice if it like if this is. I looked at. I think this is an hour and forty minutes. The movie. It could yeah. have been. It could have been two. But also, yeah. it's a kids' movie, so they usually don't do yeah. two. Yeah, I guess if they added twenty more minutes, that's more action packed. It'd be good. It was a little, yeah, but it, it, I think it's. It, I think the score is what really makes it great. It gives mm-hmm. that that energetic when he's flying. It looks that, really good for a 30-year-old movie. Yeah. It's yeah, wild to it, look at this and think, this movie's 30 years mm-hmm. old? Yeah, 1991. It just, yeah, it just had its 30th anniversary. This that's year. why I wanted to. Yeah, that's pretty <clears> much <throat> it. I hope you guys yeah. enjoyed it. Do you got anything else to end it with? Uh, I just wanted to say, like, it's it's kind of funny to look at a movie that's 30 years, 30 years old now and think about then watching a movie that's 30 years old. 1961 and see how very different different it is yeah it would have been from a movie from 61 to 91 and now 91 to 2021 to me it's not that different holy crow no this movie really does people that would watch that movie now maybe kids um who are just maybe 20 yeah now looking at that movie do you think they'd look at it and be like this is an old movie I don't, I don't think know. they would. I don't think they would because I don't think it shows it. Like some of the <clears> graphics <throat> yeah. are here and there. Like, but yeah, some of it. 
but it's not it's not cheese graphics. It, it does hold up very yeah, well. Yeah, some of the effects do really uh, like hold up pretty well. The only time you can really tell is I when should you ask can my niece and nephew. I don't know if they've seen this yet. I'm just pretty, get let them see let it. Let them watch it. Then ask they'd them be they able thought. to just distinguish whether or not it's older, older or not. not. Yeah. Because I, I can tell you, it. this looks better than some movies that came out in the mid two thousands. Oh hell yeah! Some of the like the really shoddy CG. Like you ever seen the movie Ultraviolet? With uh, uh, no, Mila Jovovich. Yes, it's, yeah, it's terrible. Not good. It's, it's awful. Because they tried this. <clears throat> this was Disney. Just and the thing is that there's not much CG in it. That's only during the flying scenes. Mostly everything else. Very is, little, and that's probably not even CG. That's probably just. Uh, just uh, backgrounds. I, I forget like what the terminology or... is for like those sorts of sort sorts of special effects. Yeah, but. Um, yeah, Joe Johnston, I think on the strength of this movie is why they gave him Captain America 20 years later. Think about that. Captain oh, America yeah. was 10 years ago. And Captain <laughs> America is amazing. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. yeah for the, the, you know, the first Avenger 2011, that was only 20 years after this. And now that's fuck. That's, that's, We're getting old. I don't like it. <laughs> all right. That's all I got. I love you, everybody. Our next, oh, our next movie in two weeks is going to be six string samurai. We six announced Stream samurai. We announced that a couple months ago, but we had to order the DVD. Right. Uh, so we'll try to do our best to walk you through the movie. Cause I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys have not seen this. So we'll yeah. try to have a lot of good clips. Yeah. Six string samurai is one of those movies that, I first learned about when Netflix's streaming service just started. So I'm talking like 2008. Oh, wow. And they had it on there. And, and back in then, in those times, like um, like 12, was that 13 years ago? 12, 12 years ago? 12, a while ago. Um, the Netflix streaming library was small. They had like a handful of like decent movies and the rest of it was, it was all the kinds DVD. of crap that you see like on Tubi now. Yeah, but it was still like if you wanted a good movie, you still had to. Do right. The, do the discs. And now Netflix. Program. Imagine investing in Netflix 12 years ago. Should have. Son of a bitch. Well, I was 22. Yeah. Or 21. Um, I want to give a big, big shout out to these folks here. D-Rock, uh, Chrisky, Shave Money, Voip Pronto, mm. Cinemantha, Patty Edwards, Chris Rios, Sam Wise, Stripes, Tim Bo, AJ Simmons, and Gina Bobina. Thank you all very much for your support and your fandom. Uh, and a big shout out to Ian Murray. Um, yeah, Mr. Ian. Super fan. He listens to us a lot. We really appreciate that. If we like talking to him. If you're ever in town, if you're ever in St. Cloud, <clears throat> go to uh, The Cup, which is a cafe here in town. And oh, Ian's yeah. uh, one of the cooks, and he is a badass. We is he? Ian. I didn't know that. Yeah, he's one of the cooks there. Hell yeah. He always hangs out at the bar when I'm doing karaoke and stuff. Yeah, he's always he likes, like, when's the next episode? Yeah, he likes to talk to us about the show. Uh, That's really great. He usually waits for about three to come out because he likes to We got a couple other him. super fans, too. Yeah, he likes to binge them all. We got a couple other super fans I like to listen Andrew to. Andrew S. Uh, and Josh Harvey. Um, Wait, not Josh Fuck. <laughs> I've had too many beers right now. <laughs> also, if you haven't seen, uh, make sure you guys go watch the uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife trailer because what? I'm excited. Oh for yeah, it. Wait, and the Dune trailer. If you haven't watched the new Dune trailer, pretty sure you have because Zach's been talking about it nonstop. Oh my god. Yeah, Josh. Sorry, I did get his name right. Josh Harvey. He's an old chum. I just want to make sure I had his name right. <laughs> that old he chum. listens to a lot. Ian listens a lot. Um, uh, Georgie Anastasio. He listens a lot too. Thank you guys for always like. Hopping in and talking to us, uh, and also, e either online or in person. You guys are great. Thank you. Also, a big shout out to, oh my god, Chris Rios, who Rios. always does our designs. I'm going to reach out to him soon to get our season three design. Oh we're yeah, gonna be coming up on season three soon. Season three starts in September. God damn, look at that. Wow. Other than that, folks, thank you for listening. We hope you liked the Rocketeer, and yep. we'll see you in a couple weeks. See you next time. Bye.